I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the News Du Jour, a calmer space to consume the news. So today's episode may run a little long because we have a lot to go over. And first up, we're starting with some more personal news. The cat's out of the bag, secrets out. News Du Jour has signed with a bigger podcasting network called Big Pond, and we are so excited to see the growth and monetization opportunities that Big Pond has to offer, and we're excited to be part of the Big Pond family. So we wanted to share this exciting news with you guys, and if you are part of a business that's looking to advertise, you can reach out at the email address in our show notes to get connected with our Big Pond team as they will be handling our collaborations from here on out. And now, unfortunately, the theme for today's episode is child abuse. So, you know, we have an update in the Madeline McCann case. There is a connection being made between Jeffrey Epstein and Bill Gates and a study in Illinois alone showed over 1,900 minors were abused at the hands of the Catholic Church. So we're going to dive into the details of all of these three important stories. You know, child abuse does not have a safe place to hide on this podcast. But before that, we have four major mini stories to go over. So let's get into those first, and then we'll jump into our longer stories. Like I said, these mini stories today are just bombshells. So the very first one is Ron DeSantis and Elon Musk teaming up. So apparently Ron DeSantis plans to announce his bid for president of the United States tonight at 8 p.m. Central Time in an interview on Twitter with Elon Musk. What the fuck? The weird is certainly weirding, you guys, but you know I will be tuning in for us and giving you guys a nice recap. And speaking of the 2024 presidential race, a date has been set, March 25th, 2024, for Trump's criminal trial in New York. This will obviously be right in the heat of the 2024 presidential race, so It will definitely be interesting to see if the Republican Party chooses to embrace this as part of, you know, the campaign spectacle or deems it too unsightly to let Trump be their candidate. We shall see and we shall keep you posted. So following up on our Montana TikTok ban story, the state of Montana is now predictably being sued by TikTok. They are alleging that this ban is unconstitutional. So the lawsuit was just filed days following the ban's passing. We'll keep you guys posted on how that lawsuit pans out. 
And as a follow-up on the E. Jean Carroll case, this is crazy, you guys, but she is now seeking new damages against President Trump for his comments on the recent CNN town hall following the ruling on their case. If you guys remember, he called her a, quote, whack job, end quote, implying, of course, that she's crazy, which is part of what got him into trouble with her in the first place. The case determined that he is defaming her when he says these types of things. So I guess she's just going to keep hauling his attorneys into court every time he slanders her to the tune of millions of dollars. So he'd best be keeping her name out of his mouth or she will be keeping her hands in his wallet. Now, for our first story today, we do have to issue a content warning. As we mentioned at the top of this episode, this story involves a missing child as well as a child predator. So, are you guys familiar with the Madeline McCann case? If you're a true crime junkie the way that I am, you've certainly encountered it in some form. There's been documentary series made, YouTube videos, and countless podcasts produced on the subject. But just to make sure that everyone's on the same page, let's go over some of the details. Madeline McCann was a beautiful three-year-old girl who went missing in 2007 from a resort in Portugal where she was staying with family and friends. This case took over the world, largely because of her sweet little face. She's kind of hard to forget. Everyone has been looked into from her parents to the friends they were vacationing with, to random locals and other guests on the resort. From what I've gathered, though, most people do believe that the parents were involved to some extent, especially after some cadaver dogs alerted in both their closet and rental car trunk. People picked apart their emotional reactions on camera, and a big part of it was The parents and their friends had left all their kiddos in the hotel room to sleep while they went to dinner. They would take shifts hourly or so to check on the sleeping babies. They basically could see the rooms from the hotel restaurant, so they felt like this was a safe arrangement. But still, they left their kids alone, unattended, in a hotel room repeatedly. And they had done this, like I said, on more than one night of the trip. So some speculate that a predator could have easily picked up on this pattern and kidnapped Madeline from the room, or that they could have used this as a cover for whatever really happened. But at the end of the day, how horrible would it be to be accused of your own child's murder if you hadn't done it? So it's so hard to really like pin it on the parents without solid evidence. Despite the dogs, too, the parents were cleared by the police. The Portuguese police also got a lot of flack for their messy response to this disappearance. After a while, the case just went cold. There was essentially zero hard evidence to go off of, and now the press just got word that the Portuguese police, supervised by British officials, will now be conducting a new search in the woods. So there was some renewed interest in this case when a recent documentary series came out and then a Polish woman claiming to be Madeline McCann came forward. 
she did have this very similar eye abnormality. It's kind of like a dark spot in the iris and Madeline had one too. And this woman claimed that she could not get any information from her birth parents about her birth, leading her to believe that she might have been sold to them at some point in her childhood. This theory, though, was debunked when she failed a DNA test. The DNA proved that she was actually the child of her parents. So, woof, what a red herring. But it did drum up new energy on Madeline's cold case, and maybe that helped motivate this search or brought in new information about these woods and a dam that is apparently of interest. The strange thing about it, though, that kind of piqued my interest is that the German authorities are the ones requesting this search. To my knowledge, up to this point, there was no one involved in this case who was German. You know, there was the Portuguese police because they were in Portugal. There was the Brits because they're British. But it was said in this press release on the subject that the German police are actually the ones who requested this search because they are investigating a German child predator who lived in Portugal off and on between 1995 and 2007. So this case going wild across the globe, maybe that was why he stayed away from Portugal thereafter. Portuguese police have blocked off roads, erecting blue tents to facilitate their search efforts, and have about 20 police officers conducting the search. Pictures show these blue tents as completely enclosed so that the very eager press will not be able to catch a glimpse of what exactly they're doing in there or if they were able to recover a body. But that's not going to keep them from parking across the street and click, click, clicking away. We'll definitely keep you guys posted the minute there's any update in this case because I know a lot of people care very deeply about what happened to Madeline. If you want breaking news alerts to your phone, you can sign up to be a patron for $7.99. You can help support our work, but also stay up to date on these breaking news updates in real time sent to your phone as a notification. Again, you can sign up today with the link in our show notes. So this next story also has a content warning because it does involve child predators. So Bill Gates and Jeffrey Epstein. Speaking of child predators, there is now looking like there is a link between Jeffrey Epstein and Bill Gates. Legit, you guys. But it's not maybe what you'd think. So obviously, all of our minds jump straight to Gates abusing minors alongside Jeffrey and other powerful men such as Bill Clinton, Woody Allen, and Donald Trump, as rumors suggest. But it turns out that that's not the case. He did have an affair. He cheated on his wife, but with a Russian bridge player in 2010. Bridge. Yep. Somehow, the Russian woman ended up at a coding camp where she met Jeffrey Epstein. And we all pretty much know that he took video and photographic evidence of all these events he participated in to blackmail these powerful men. It's likely that that's how things went down with the Victoria's Secret guy and maybe all of them. That's how Jeffrey really amassed his wealth and also likely how he met his end. Anywho, back to Gates and this girl. Essentially, Jeffrey knew about the affair. 
and he blackmailed Bill freaking Gates via email in 2017. Whoa, that is mind-blowing to me. Just the fact that he would put it in writing is such a bold move. Now, the woman was young. I do think it's important to note because when I Googled her and her face popped up, I was like, oh, she's a baby. But no, she was 22 years old when she met Bill Gates. Now, he was 67, so that's a nice three-decade age gap. But she has talked very in very limited ways about the affair and about Jeffrey Epstein's involvement in her life, and it does appear that the affair was consensual. A statement put out on behalf of Gates included the following quote, quote, Mr. Gates met with Epstein solely for philanthropic purposes. Having failed repeatedly to draw Mr. Gates into these matters, Epstein tried unsuccessfully to leverage a past relationship in order to threaten Mr. Gates. End quote. So that's where his camp falls on all of this. And that's kind of what the emails were suggesting. Like Jeffrey Epstein wanted Bill Gates to donate to a certain charitable fund through JP Morgan. And when he refused to do so, that's when the blackmail emails began. So pretty bold, crazy behavior, but we'd expect nothing less from a creep like Epstein. On this next story, I do also have to issue a content warning. This story involves child predators as well. The Catholic Church abused nearly 2,000 children in the state of Illinois alone since 1950, a new report confirms. Now, I want to give full disclosure here. I am a practicing Catholic, and I want to put it out here right at the top that I do not ever and will never approve of the disgusting, dangerous behavior of these individuals. And I always have and always will continue to call upon the Pope and all the Catholic leadership to stand up on behalf of these children who never should have been victimized, not only by one person or two people, but by a system that facilitates these crimes as well as conceals them. We must do better One child harmed is too many, and this newest study, honest to God, is the most disturbing yet. An almost 700-page investigative report has come out from the state of Illinois that shows over 1,900 children have been abused by the Catholic Church in that state alone since 1950. This spans about seven decades and includes about 450 abusers with claims against them that the investigation deemed to be credible. That is four times the number that the church had publicly disclosed years ago. 149 new names of predators are now on this list, which were previously unknown to the community. So that is incredibly alarming on its own. As has been the practice in the past in cities like Boston and Baltimore, known child predators were simply moved from one community to another where no one would know about their past and they would typically continue the behavior. Sometimes the priests were even in cahoots with local law enforcement, further protecting and facilitating the abuse of children. And this particular archdiocese has actually done more to speak out against and eliminate child predators from our community 
And yet, this report makes it so clear that they have failed to meet this obligation, often not taking their own recommendations seriously. And again, this isn't one or two bad apples. This report really shows that this is a whole hierarchy that protects one another. And at the end of the day, if you hide child abusers among other children, you are just as evil as they are. I certainly would never trust my son around clergy at this point, given how prolific this problem is and how little is being done about it. They must be stopped and they cannot be a part of our church anymore because this behavior is the exact opposite of what we stand for, uplifting and protecting the vulnerable. The end. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote and I'm going to try and get through this without crying. Fairy tales do not tell children that monsters exist. Children already know that monsters exist. Fairy tales are there to tell children that monsters can be defeated. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review or shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us be able to keep creating the news du jour. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugar-free media. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram and just sugar-free media, all one word on TikTok. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from Oklahoma.